Brent here from American English with this guy, and I'm not sure if you can tell, but I'm actually in bed. I've been sick in bed for about the last three days, and it gave me the idea that if you're learning English, you probably want to know how to talk about being sick. So in today's English lesson, we are going to talk about vocabulary words, common sayings, idioms, English phrasal verbs that we use when we talk about being sick. It's about October as I'm filming this, and it's the start of cold and flu season. It's cold and flu season. Basically goes from October until probably March here. A lot of people get sick at this time. So in today's lesson, I'm going to focus on the common cold and flu and the symptoms that we have and some of the remedies or ways we fix ourselves from being sick. One thing that always makes me feel better is taking a shower and getting some fresh air outside. So that's what I'm gonna do. And the next time you see me, hopefully I'll be looking a little better after a shower outside, getting some fresh air, and we'll talk about being sick in English. All right. I took my shower, I took my medicine, and now I'm down by the river for a little fresh air. Sometimes that can help when you're sick to get a little fresh air. That's what we call it when you get outside, get out of the house. Maybe you're feeling a little cooped up inside or stuck inside and there's too much stale air. That's the opposite of fresh air. Have you heard that word before, stale? Think about a bag of potato chips, and maybe you open them, but you accidentally leave them open all night. Well, the next day, your potato chips, they're stale. They don't taste good anymore. We can describe air inside if you've been cooped up as stale. Not really good if you're feeling sick. Let's talk about symptoms. Those are the reasons you are feeling bad. If you go to the doctor's office, one of the first things they might ask you is what are your symptoms? So let's start this part of the body, right up here. So you might have a stuffy head. Let's talk about that word stuffy for a second. Stuffy is an adjective, <clears throat> but it can also be a verb. So let's say you have a really small car and you need to get a lot of people inside. You might say that you are stuffing them inside. So it's full, just like a stuffy head. It might be full of a bunch of junk up there and it really makes your headache. You, you might have a headache. You could also have a, a stuffy nose and that is when your nose is full of stuff. We might call that stuff snot. Not exactly fun to think about, but think about the last time you had a cold and there was a bunch of stuff in your nose, call that stuff snot. But what if the opposite is happening? Your nose isn't stuffy, it's runny, and there is stuff flowing from your nose. We, we could call that snot. We might call it mucus, but mucus can also be found in the throat. Uh, right here is your throat. I can't point to my throat. This is my neck. My throat is on the inside of my neck. And sometimes you can have a scratchy throat or an itchy throat. 
or your throat could be full of mucus. Let's talk about scratchy and itchy. They're, they're basically the same. Let's say I wanted to scratch my shoulder. Hopefully you can see that I'm scratching or itching my shoulder. Well, if your throat is sore, you might say that it's scratchy or itchy, almost like you wanna itch it, but you can't. The same could happen for your eyes. You might have scratchy eyes or itchy eyes. That is sometimes a symptom of being sick. If your throat is itchy or scratchy, you might often have to clear your throat. And this is what it sounds like when someone clears their throat. <clears throat> Almost like you're trying to get that junk or that mucus out from your throat. Sometimes you might have aches and pains all over your body. It's what we call it when your, your body hurts. You have aches and pains. And sometimes your joints hurt. You may be wondering, what's a joint? Well, look at, see my elbow? Where it, where it bends like that, those are your joints. So any place your, your body bends, we call it a joint. And sometimes your joints really hurt if you're sick. Another thing that might happen if you're sick is that you run a temperature or you run a fever. And that is when your body is really hot. Remember, in the United States, we use Fahrenheit to tell temperature. So 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit is the average temperature for the human body. If it goes higher than that, guess what? You're running a temperature or you're running a fever. Well, how do you know if you're running a temperature or a fever? You'll take your temperature with a thermometer. And most of the time with a thermometer, at least these days, we will tuck it under the tongue. If you're running a fever, if your body is really hot, you might get the chills or the shivers. That's when your body is actually feeling really cold. If you're sneezing a lot, and in English we say hachoo, hachoo, that, that's a sneeze. I don't know what it is in your language, but you might need some tissues. If you're as old as I am or older, you might know temperatures were at one time taken a different way, and I don't really wanna go into that, but you could take it under the tongue, you could take it under the armpit. The armpit, can you see that? The armpit is right there, or there's another way that I'm definitely not going to talk about. If you're sick, let's talk about ways to get you better. And we call these things remedies. Now, you might know medicine. I took some medicine at the beginning of this lesson, but there are two kinds of medicine here in the United States. There is something we call over-the-counter medicine. Basically, you can go into any store and buy over-the-counter medicine. This, the medicine that I took at the beginning of this video was over the counter. I didn't need a doctor's prescription. That's the next kind of medicine. It's usually a little bit more heavy duty. It's a little stronger. And if you take it the wrong way, it could really hurt you. So you'll have to go to the doctor's office and get a prescription for medicine that might work a little bit better. And we call that prescription medicine. You'll often have to get that 
at the pharmacy. You might also hear one of the best ways to cure the common cold is to get plenty of rest. That means laying in bed a lot. Now, when I say laying in bed, that might actually be grammatically incorrect. But guess what? That's what native speakers say all the time. Like, hey, I'm gonna go lay down in bed. I think lie down in bed is correct, but if you wanna sound more natural, say it the wrong way, like we do here in the United States. If this English lesson is helping you in any way, do you mind hitting that like button? And if you haven't subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe. You might wanna ring that bell so you never miss another English lesson. Another remedy or another way to feel better when you're sick is to drink plenty of fluids or drink plenty of liquids. They're basically the same thing. So lots of water to keep your body hydrated. Maybe some orange juice because some people feel that vitamin C which is in orange juice, will really help you fight that cold. I've talked about the common cold a couple times in this lesson, so I just want to be clear. You can be cold, that's the opposite of hot. And for some reason, when you're sick and you just have the regular aches and pains, stuffy nose, runny nose, stuffy head, we call that the common cold. But a slang term you'll often hear where I live is simply the crud. The crud, it's just, you'll get better in a few days. It's not fun to have, but it just has to run its course. When you say run its course, there's nothing you can really do to fight the common cold. It just has to go through your body and eventually, a few days later, you'll feel better. If you're coughing a lot and coughing is like this, <coughs> that's a cough, you might take a cough drop. Or if your throat is itchy or scratchy, you might take a lozenge, a lozenge. That's kind of hard to say. It's almost like a cough drop, but it actually helps your throat feel better. A throat lozenge. I hope this lesson helped you with your English. If you're looking for another lesson about being sick, I have one about allergies. Thanks for watching. See you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another video. This is American English with this guy. I'm this guy, my name is Brent and the goal of this channel is to help you improve your English. And the goal of today's video is to help you understand two phrasal verbs, miss out and chew out. And as you can see, we are having a bit of a snowstorm. So I wanted to do an outside video, a quick, outside video about those two phrasal verbs. I uh, have been doing some idioms in English over the past seven days, and I did get a question, but they were wondering, ooh, we got a truck. 
plow and it might be coming down this street so I need to watch out. This street has not been plowed yet. And the question that was asked was, what do I think is more important for English learners to know? Phrasal verbs or idioms? I think idioms are fun and definitely good to know. But if I had to pick one or the other, I think phrasal verbs are more important just because we use them so often. And they are usually only like two words, so you can miss them pretty easily. Sabrina mentioned how she hates it when she sees a sail, but then she misses out on it, or the ship has sailed on that sail. Uh oh, two different spellings for sail there. On that sail for shoes. So I wanna talk about the phrasal verb missed out once this truck goes by. It might be a little too loud. Maybe I'll stay out of his way. I don't know what he's doing. I definitely don't want to get hit. All right, why don't we walk the other way just so we don't get hit? So the phrasal verb missed out means that you wanted to do something but for some reason, you weren't able to do it. So speaking of Sabrina's sale, there was a sale on shoes and for whatever reason, maybe she didn't know about it or she didn't get to the store in time and she missed out on it. 2020, you know, the virus. I'm sure there were a lot of things that were canceled that you wanted to do, so you missed out on those things. Jamie, my wife, and I were supposed to go to a concert this summer. Of course, that was canceled and we missed out on it. We weren't able to go. Nobody was able to go. But it has been rescheduled for 2021. So hopefully that makes sense with missed out. You wanted to do something, but you couldn't for whatever reason. Maybe there was a party. I love using that example. On a Friday night, maybe you had to work. You missed out on that party. The next one, Emmanuel was wondering about chew out, chew out. So this is often used when somebody is getting in trouble. All right, I'm definitely getting out of the way now because there is a plow coming. There's a thing on the back of that truck, which usually will put down sand so the road is not that slippery, but I think it drops some sand right up here, but it's not dropping sand right now. Sometimes it will drop salt as well, and that can really mess up your paint on your car. Snow is coming down pretty hard out there, so I'm gonna finish the rest of this in my garage just to make sure my camera doesn't get damaged. So as I was saying before I was interrupted by the plow, Manuel was wondering about chew out. And we will use this when someone gets in trouble. Maybe you have a pet and they just tore up your favorite shoes, tore up. That's another phrasal verb. But maybe they ruined, maybe they chewed, actually chewed your shoes. So then you chew them out. Maybe you get really mad 
at that, probably a dog, right? The dog probably chewed your shoes. So when you get really mad at them, when you yell at them, that is chewing someone out or you are chewing your dog out. We have a truck coming up the street. It's snowy. This guy looks like he's flying. Some people do that when there's snow and they have a truck, they go really fast. The people that don't have a truck, sometimes it can be a little scary because they wanna go fast, but you don't wanna go fast. As you know, I'm a teacher and maybe I had a student who was late to class. I might chew them out. I might get really mad. Maybe they've been late all week and I finally had it. I couldn't control my temper anymore and I chewed them out. I got really mad. I yelled. Eh, it happens sometimes. I don't usually yell at students for being late, but I figured that was a good example. Maybe you have children of your own and they don't clean their room and you've asked them a thousand times, clean your room. And finally, you've had it. You lost your temper. You chew them out. Another way to say chew out is to say you gave them a tongue lashing. Lashing means like whipping, tongue, yelling. Another way to say chew out is to give them a tongue lashing. It's getting cold, so I'm going to go inside. But if you're looking for more English learning, up there is a playlist of English idioms. And below that is a video I made at a very popular tourist attraction in the state I live. Thank you so much. See you next time.